0: Question of immigration and Brexit. One of the most significant issues of the Brexit referendum was undoubtedly the question of immigration and its effect on the UK. Regionally, some areas of the UK appear to be more affected by the impact of immigration than others. However, many believe that there is much more to the current attitudes towards immigration and migrants. There is now concern about the Windrush scandal and how this can happen, concern about the escalating race-hate crimes, Concern about xenophobic comments in the media and concern about inaccurate anti European references by our politicians. Despite its best efforts to urge the UK to rethink its decision, Europe ex- accepts the UK is, is leaving the European Union, single market, and customs union, even though they do not understand how responsible politicians could pose a binary question to a multi issue to its people without prior clear explanation. Also, how a responsible government could purposely and resolutely lead its country into social and economic hardship which will affect generations of British people. Key Brexiteers protect, project, protect their financial nest eggs in Europe, have applied for and received European citizenship so, they, so they, that, they, that, that they can escape in the transition period. Some have already immigrated to Europe or have moved or plan to move their manufacturing business operations to the European mainland or the island of Ireland. But what about the rest of us? For many people, the UK now is not what it was. But despite the sensationalism, is and was immigration really the issue? In June this year, the Migration Observatory at the University of Oxford produced a briefing report on UK public opinion towards immigration, overall attitudes and level of concern. Their research was based on data from polls and surveys of representative samples of the adults in Great Britain or the UK conducted by professional polling firms and academic survey organisations. It relied on survey data with a reputation for high quality, based on their sampling and interview procedures, from the British Social Attitudes Survey, British Election Studies, the European Social Survey and the International so- Social Survey Programme. They additionally used polling data from IPOS, MORI and new data from an online survey collected by the Nuffield Centre for Social Investigation to investigate the relate. Relation of immigration preferences to Brexit preferences. The discussion focused on four questions. Number one: Do people favour or oppose immigration to the UK, and is it seen as one of the most important issues facing the country? Number two: Are attitudes changing over time? Number three: How does the UK compare to its European neighbours in its views? Number four: In light of the public debate around Brexit, how divided are we over attitudes to immigration? Asking people about their views on immigration was not always straightforward, as definitions and categories were a particular problem since individual respondents and survey organisations may have different ideas of who immigrants are. Social survey data has limitations and flaws, so to address limitations, findings were corroborated where possible with multiple indicators and multiple data sources. The key points from the briefing report were that... Overall, British views are not favourable towards immigration, and a substantial majority would like immigration to be reduced. There is evidence from multiple sources showing that attitudes have softened in recent years. Immigration was often named as as Britain's most important issue between 2001 and mid-2016, but since the EU referendum, people have been more likely to name Europe, the EU and the NHS as their primary concerns. British people make clear distinctions between types of migrants with the highly skilled, prepared to the unskilled, and and those from culturally close countries, such as Australia, preferred over those from countries perceived to be more culturally distant, such as Nigeria. Comparing attitudes before and after the referendum from within the same groups of individuals suggests that both leavers and remainers have softened in their attitudes towards immigration. People who voted leave and people who voted remain in the EU referendum have very different views on immigration, perhaps supporting the idea that immigration is now a point of political cleavage in Britain. The last point seems to be the most telling in our current political climate, and further examination of the the report's response to the original question 4 highlights worrying areas of concern. In light of the public debate around Brexit, how divided are we over attitudes to immigration? The report states that Brexit is commonly thought of these days as a major divide in British society. Leave voters and remain voters have different visions for the future of the United Kingdom, and immigration plays a key role in those visions. Remain voters are, on average, more socially liberal and pro-immigration, while leave voters are more socially conservative and anti-immigration. It is now also well established that older people tend to be less favourable towards immigration and more likely to have voted for Britain to leave the EU, while those with more education are more pro-immigration and more likely to have voted Remain. What has been highlighted since the referendum are the positive economic benefits of immigration. Perhaps this may have caused a softening described in the Migration Observatory briefing, or perhaps it has been the coverage of these issues in the media. In the past two decades, the UK has experienced a steady flow of net migrants into the the economy. This net migration has had a wide-ranging impact on UK population, wages, productivity, economic growth and tax revenue, and it's important to see what extent net migration benefits the UK economy. ONS statistics show that immigrant workers are likely to be in, the mid, in their mid-20s and 30s. It is this age group where workers are more flexible and willing to travel to find work. As a near retirement age, immigrant workers are more likely to return to the country of their origin. There are a number of reports on the impact of net migration on the UK economy. Generally, thoughts of immigration are number 1. Increase in labour force Migrants are more likely to be a working age. The majority of migrants come for work or study. They may bring dependence, but generally net, mi- net immigration leads to an increase in labour force. A decline in dependency ratio and increases the potential output capacity of the economy. Number 2. Increase in aggregate demand Net inflows of people also lead to an increase in aggregate demand. Migrants will increase the total spending within the economy. As well as increasing the supply of labour, there will be an increase in demand for labour relating to the increased spending within the economy. In this way, net migration should lead to an increase in real gross domestic product that is the total value of goods produced and services provided in the country during one year. Number three, labour market flexibility. Net migration can create a more flexible labour market. Migrants will be particularly attracted to move to the UK if they feel that there are job vacancies in particular areas. For example, during the mid-2000s, there was a large inflow of workers from Poland and other Eastern European countries, which helped to meet the demand for semi-skilled jobs such as builders and plumbers. The government has also tried to attract migrants from various countries to meet shortfalls in job vacancies in key public sector jobs such as nursing. Number four. Positive impact on the dependency ratio. The dependency ratio measures the percentage of dependent people, not of working age, against the number of people who are, of work, who are of working age, economically active. With an ageing population, there will be more dependent people in the future. However, net migration helps to reduce this. Since migrants are a source of working age people, and this helps to reduce the ratio of retired to working people, this is benefits for the government's budget because if migrants are of working age, they will pay income tax and VAT, but will not be claiming benefits. Number 5. Impact on particular sectors An important reason for net migration is higher education, as over 500,000 international students study in UK. The short-term effects are quite important since foreign students contribute over £2.5 billion a year in fees, helping to finance higher education for domestic students. The latest ONS report suggests formal study is the biggest reason for net migration into the UK. In last month's Independent, Rob Merrick reported on a study from Oxford Economics that taxes will have to to rise if Brexit brings strict curbs on EU workers because they pay far more to the public person than British-born residents. Migrants from the EU contribute 24 £300 more to the Exchequer each year in net, in net terms than the average adult. The analysis for the government has found, and over their lifetimes they pay in £78,000 more than they take out in public services and benefits, while the average UK citizen's net lifetime comp- contribution is zero. It calculated that non-European migrants will make a positive net contribution of £28,000, £50,000 less than a £78,000 for EU arrivals when the budget is balanced. When it comes to the public finances, European migrants contribute substantially more than they cost, easing the tax burden on other taxpayers, said Ian Mulherin, the lead researcher. What's more, this strongly positive average contribution persists over a lifetime. Most migrants arrive fully educated, and many leave before the costs of retirement start to weigh in on the public finances. If the UK's new relationship with Europe involves reduced migration, this analysis suggests the tax burden on others will have to rise. In the light of the forthcoming decision on the fine detail of Brexit and the suggestion that post-Brexit there will be no preference for EU workers, perhaps there there needs to be more clarity on the impact on taxes. Combined with the forecasted lack of skilled and unskilled labour for many British industries post-Brexit and the ever greater threat of a no-deal Brexit, Perhaps the reality of the positive benefits of immigration on the UK will now become a significant focus and also the government's mindset. There is also the key concern of freedom of movement after Brexit and limitations that this will impose on young people and their career expectations. If the UK exits the EU, will the UK remain in the EA so British people's services and goods will flow freely across borders? Worryingly, Prime Minister Theresa May has promised Britain will quit the EEA when it leaves the EU, saying people voted to take back control of our borders. I come from a European family of mixed nationalities and am used to travelling extensively in Europe. Last month, for example, we drove to Frankfurt for a long weekend. My mother studied international marketing at university and spent most of her career working in international marketing management all over the world. She knew she could work anywhere and had that freedom. I know that she's worried that I won't have that same opportunity and that my horizons will be limited. I worry that we'll have to apply for visas to visit our relations and if anything should happen to them we may not be able to get there in time. So is the answer that to have a credible future we'll need to become immigrants ourselves? And after all the Brexit commotion, would we actually be welcome?